Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Ready? Ready. All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. <laughs> Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. I am your host, Chris Raybon, and I am joined by the Prime Minister of Degenerate Nation, my guy, Stucky Stuck. What's going on? What's going on, brother? Uh, joined the offseason. Well, that's brief. Only a couple weeks here we are talking NFL. It goes fast. NFL is a year-round sport, so it's uh, good to see you again. I saw you up in New York for the Elite Eight. Um that was good times and I saw some listeners. I'm sure some of you who are listening to this were up there. It's nice to meet some of y'all, but uh, yeah, it'll be nice to just kind of wet the beak, talk a little NFL off season pre-draft probably won't get into too many actual win totals, but if you're looking for, you know, some long shots, just like last year, I know we talked about things like, Hey, Jags for the division, um, you know, Vikings, things like that. So, yeah, I'm just looking forward to to chatting it up, and um, the draft will be here before we know it. Yes, sir, and uh, good seeing you too, brother. And uh, shouts to all of the listeners who came out and, and saw us in in Jersey. Uh, hopefully, we get to do that again. I know you did one in Cleveland as well. But on this episode, we're going to be talking AFC win totals, and. Uh, Let's jump right into it with the AFC East, and I'll start with the highest, and that is the Buffalo Bills. Ten and a half at FanDuel is their win total. Juiced to the over at minus 130. The under is plus 105. Stuck, what do you think about the Bills this year? I know you've been high on them in the past. McDermott, interestingly enough, for the win total, he's 5-1 and one, uh, to the over in his tenure as the Bills head coach. Yeah, they, I mean, look, they're basically the Bills, we could argue, and I probably will start this season right there with the Chiefs as number one in my power ratings. Um, But they're basically running it back, right? Like if you look at their roster and you'll get like Trey White, who's he's probably got, you know, now he's got the injury concerns, but he's what, I think he's 28 now. He's your number one corner. He's getting a little long in the tooth, but he's still at that age where you can be a shutdown corner. They're basically, you know, if you look at their team and then you compare it from last year to this, it's okay. Basically we have a whole middle linebacker now, um, which is pretty much it. There's still some questions I have on the offensive line. They signed McGovern, but this is one of the better teams in the NFL. But I will say that they're, division now is assuming and we'll talk about this assuming that Aaron Rodgers is going to go to the Jets um at some point in time their division now is much much more difficult there are questions at quarterback with all the three teams you have to feel best if you're the Bills right now like you have Josh Allen and then it's like is it Rodgers going there what is going on with Mac Jones do you trust Tua yet so yeah this is one of the premier premier teams still in the NFL 
And they're basically saying, let's run it back with what we had last year. I'm a little worried about just the middle of their defense. Um, right. So like, yes, they brought back Poyer and high, but they're aging safeties. And then you lost a key middle linebacker to the bears. We'll see if Trey white can get back to his elite self. And then it comes down to like the offensive line. Like you feel good, but not great about the offensive line. Um, but this is definitely one of the best teams in the AFC and the rightful favorite to win this division. But assuming Rogers goes to the Jets, who also improved their roster, and I think Miami improved their roster as well, this division is more difficult on paper than it was last year. Yeah, and I think you and I have talked about this in the past, but you know, we like Buffalo, KC. I know Cincinnati's up there, but we don't really feel any of those teams got better. You know, it, it's kind of And that's what I feel with Buffalo. And I look at this team and you mentioned the middle of the defense. I think, and I know they got, you know, they got the 27th pick, the 59th, so nothing crazy in the draft. But I feel like they're a little thin on depth at key positions. I mean, wide receiver, you know, if something happens to Stephon Diggs, you're in big trouble. That offensive line you mentioned uh, even cornerback, you know, what is what what are you going to get out of white and how how's the depth really going to look uh, be, behind him? You know, you still have Teron Johnson, you have Dane Jackson, but I, I just I feel like this team is a bit fragile uh, this year. And especially with the AFC East continuing to improve, I this is not a win total I'd be looking to bet over. Uh, to stay away from me for now, but if I had to bet one side or the other, I, I just take that juice at 105 and, and go under. Yeah, I'm as of right now, I'm not. I mean, and look, we still have to wait for the actual schedule. Yeah. Um, we have to wait for the draft. There's still some quarterback movement, like in this division, right? Aaron, the difference between Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets or not is pretty significant um, when you look at their quarterback depth chart right now. So yeah, there's a lot of moving parts, and we and I, look, well, we'll talk about the Patriots here too in just a second. I, what is going on with Mac Jones and that whole situation? It seems like him and Belichick are on the rocks. But from a pure division futures standpoint, like you know, I'm looking at one book here: Bills plus one thirty, Jets plus two fifty, Miami plus two ninety, Pats plus seven fifty, and the Pats have a lot of holes on that roster. But the you know the Jets have no value to me. I mean, it's been nope. priced in that. Rodgers is going to go there like it's not for months right um so you know from a division standpoint if I was maybe we'll transition to this team next if I was looking to bet this uh, I would maybe look at Miami either from you know because really you have to love a win total for me personally to bet it right now you know still it's way your your whole your money's going to be tied up for a year right and it's just and an even bet right if you're if you're going to bet this early I think that you want to take a shot on something on odds that you think will move significantly. And then you have a pretty good, um, you, you see a substantial value in Miami from a, you know, maybe from a division, it's like three to one. I think there's a tad bit of value there, but maybe from like an, either an AFC or a Super Bowl perspective. I mean, I, I like what Miami did in the off season. Um, I think that their offensive line will be better, especially after the draft. You know, you bring in Ramsey, you bring in Long, and then it just comes down to Tua, right? Like, does Tua take that next step? And if he does, I mean, that's the variance part of this, that Miami has a Super Bowl caliber roster. Yeah, and let's talk Miami. Their win total is nine and a half. It's plus 110 to the over, so you get some juice if you like the over. Uh, I think it's interesting that, you know, you, you mentioned Tua, but your boy Mike White is the backup now. And, I, I mean, I, I think the, it's a very real question. Like, can he win games for them if he has to step in with this defense now? You know, you're, you have Brad, Bradley Chubb. You have Javon Ramsey on the outside now, paired it with Xavier Howard. Kohu was – Pretty good in the I'm slot. I'm a big fan of Phillips. I think Phillips is going to take another yeah. step forward this year. Uh, you got yeah. Long. You got you got uh, David Long from the Titans. Very good linebacker. So yep. there's the defense now is a little bit more balanced. You know, there's not as many holes up and down the defense like there has been uh, in years past. So Miami could kind of transform into that defense first. You know, they signed both of their running backs. 
you know, this is still Mike McDaniel. He did this running Cisco. Like yep. I, that. This is why I'm hesitant to, you know, invest in the Bills is because you know the Bills are a little thin here, and I think Miami might actually be able to weather some storms and win a, a few different ways depending on you know who's healthy for them at the time. So and Jalen Ramsey's big. I mean, come on, you know, you gotta you gotta face Stephon Diggs, you gotta face Garrett Wilson twice. Uh, a, a year, so I, having Ramsey is big in this division. So yeah, I'm with you. I think Miami for the division. I don't. I don't even mind the plus one ten. Uh, you know, juiced up win total. You know, again, I, I don't think now is a great time to bet win total. I just think there's so many more more present things. You know, like more current things you could bet on. But um, you know, if I'm leaning one way or the other, I'm going over with Miami. The, their the road schedule. You know, they do play the Chiefs, the Eagles on the road. That's tough. But I look at their home schedule. It's not really that bad. You got Dallas, but then you got the Broncos, the Giants, Panthers, the Titans, and the, the Raiders. So the division is going to be the hardest, Um, you know, pretty much your hardest opponents at home outside of Dallas. So, uh, yeah, I think this Miami team, I, I think they're, they could be neck and neck with Buffalo. I wouldn't be surprised at all, especially if Tua stays healthy. If Tua stays healthy – you know, Miami's got a real shot. So I, I think that's that's who you bet in this division because, yeah, you don't want the Jets. Yeah, I think the Jets are overvalued. And um, as a result, you're getting some value on Miami here. And, look, I, I, I'm i going to hammer this home. I'm a big believer in, like, the age chart for certain positions. And I always – you'll hear me. Obviously, you're, you're probably sick of me talking about, like, when corners, man yeah. corners, reach, like, 30. So – and one of Miami's biggest problems last year – was on defense, their their cornerback situation. And a lot of it was because of injuries, right? And But now if you go, and cornerback obviously is one of the most important positions in the NFL, the passing league now. If you go from their situation last year, right, and then you have Chubb for the whole year, I think Phillips takes another step forward off the edge. And then if you have a bounce back year from Howard and Ramsey, who, by the way, are 28-29, like this, is, this would be their, like, Okay, they still have that juice where they can form one of the best corner tandems in the NFL. Um, regardless, if it's Ramsey and who, like their the potential for their corner situation to go from here to here is absolutely massive, and I think that could make all the difference in the world. And I'm I'm just look, the Jets are gonna have a good defense. Riders will obviously be an upgrade at the quarterback position, but I think they're way too overvalued in the market. They're the offseason darlings that got overpriced and the Patriots just have way too many holes on this roster and who knows what's going on with the coaching staff with Mac Jones. Um, it's a mess. So yeah, I, I want no part of the Pats. You know, it's crazy. Cause you're like, Oh, Bill Belichick plus seven fifty to win a division. I, I don't want it. I no, thank you. Um, and I, I think the jets are overpriced. The jets, you know, we'll have a, a playoff caliber roster for sure, but I think it's Miami here in the AFC East and that's it. Yep, and the Jets' win total is nine and a half, juiced to minus one thirty-four. So that is a stay away. And interestingly enough, you look at their road games. I know it's early, you know, to to look at opponents, but um, I, it is interesting. The Jets only two of their road games uh, are against opponents with a win total below five hundred. The Raiders and the Patriots. Uh, and oh, and by the way, I should mention off the top that. The AFC this year has nine home games. So the NFC teams have eight. And so these A if you hear, if you kind of hearing this and think, you know, maybe these win totals are a little bit more inflated, uh, that that could be part of it. Is just that the AFC has that extra home game. But yeah, Jets don't love the schedule. The values already kind of been bet out. I mean, I looked at this, I, I look at their Super Bowl futures and they're, you know in that, you know, 15, 20 to one range. And that's what the Packers were at after Rodgers was coming off MVP seasons. And last year was decidedly not an MVP kind of season for Aaron Rodgers. Obviously he's going to be an upgrade on Zach Wilson. They got a, they got a great defense, but uh, it's a tough division. And uh, I don't think you want to be buying the jets as you mentioned. And yeah, the Patriots seven and a half is the win total minus minus one twenty two to the over. Uh, they, according to opposing win totals, if you just look like add them up, the Patriots actually have the toughest strength of schedule. And yeah, I think I still think their offense isn't where 
it needs to be. Their defense is is always going to show up, but I, I'm still concerned about Mac Jones. Even if he's he's right, you know, even if he kind of puts last year behind him, like what is his upside? Especially you know with all these good quarterbacks in the AFC, it's just tough for Mac Jones to be better than what the sixth, seventh best quarterback in, in the in a conference. So yeah, no, yeah, the no Patriots. Just, look, the I mean, just look, they've you got to call for what it is. Bill Belichick, arguably the best, greatest coach of all time, Hall of Famer, but. Things have not been going well, even like on special teams. And I mean, look, bring, bring in Bill O'Brien. Maybe the offense will be more organized. But yeah, there's questions. I, I still still have questions on the offense. A couple of questions on the offensive line at receiver, obviously. It's not an elite unit. Corner, like, you know, they're going with a trio of Joneses. They don't have like an elite shutdown guy. And, I, you know, that's kind of always been a staple of the, the Patriots. D. I, this is just, a, it's like a, I think at best, it's an average team. Um mm-hmm. And then you throw them in this division and this conference, it's tough. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Miami's the target in the AFC. So where do you want to go next? Let's go to the AFC North. And let's start with the Cincinnati Bengals. The win total is 11 and a half plus 104 to the over. Uh, they've gone over the last two under Zach Taylor and – if you look at their schedule, it's kind of it, – they have a few tough games, but then you, you kind of see why it's up at 11 and a half. You know, they got Kansas City, San Francisco, and, and Jacksonville on the road, but then Tennessee and Arizona. At home, they got Buffalo, but then it's Seattle, Minnesota, the Rams, the and they play both the Colts and the Texans. So, um, you know, I, I do think 11 and a half, especially at this time of year, um, you, you're – it's it's pretty risky. I don't think this team got better. I'm a little concerned about you know, what they're going to do in that defensive backfield uh, with Jesse Bates and Von Bell gone. Both of their safeties, they're going to yes, have they. to. Yeah, they're going to have to hit. They're going to have to hit some picks in the draft that that are going to start for them. I think on defense from day one, and it's possible. Uh, but uh, yeah, what do you think about this Bengal team? Yeah, I mean they're they're also going to be. Like, I, yeah, I get they signed Orlando Brown, but like, I, I tend to think Orlando Brown on the left side is a, a tad overrated. Like, I, I, that move, people, some people are raving about that move, and like, yeah, it, it's okay. But they're going to be, they're extremely, they're going to, they need to count on Awuzie to come back from his ACL yep. and be like ready. Uh, Apple's gone, you lose two of your safeties who were just, they were so reliable and did so much for that team on the back end. So we'll see if, uh, like, you know, guy like Nick Scott and, and, and if they can hit in the draft. And, look, the Bengals, you got to do it this year. We'll see what happens. We were just talking about, you know, the Bills' depth. Why is that? Well, you could say the same thing with the Chiefs, too. Chiefs had a really good draft, which helped their helped their depth. They've had a, a couple of really good drafts. But they, you have to pay a quarterback. Well, the mm-hmm. Bengals are going to have to make some decisions here. When Burrow gets his contract, is Higgins walking? What's going on here? But – uh you know, part of me, I, I do think the Bengals are a tad overvalued. I get Burrow, and I get the run that they've been in. And if they get to the playoffs, they're always going to be dangerous with Joe Cool and their receivers. But some of the losses on defense, I'm worried about. And look, they have a great coordinator. I get it. But if I think this is basically the peak of the Bengals' value, because if you look over the past two seasons, everything is broken right for them in the division. You look at all the injuries that the Ravens have had, all the injuries that the Browns have had, and then Watson being out you know, half the year. I mean, those teams have just been decimated, and they benefited from that. And, you know, they won a bunch of close games in the playoffs. Like people, They haven't been just dominant running through teams in the playoffs the past two years. So I think this is basically at the peak of their value. So where, you know, I'm, I was pretty close on my win total projection. I'll, I'll have to refine that once after the draft. But I said to myself, you know, how can we attack if I think the Bengals are a tad overvalued, how can I attack that? And I, you know, I, I keep the, I keep coming back to if you want to bet something now, what could change by draft day? And that could be the Ravens. So I, I have I have no idea what's gonna happen. I have a sneaking suspicion that there something's gonna happen with Lamar Jackson. We'll see. I don't know. I keep going back. I change every day. But Lamar Jackson could get traded or something could happen, and then all of a sudden the Ravens would be worse, right? The Ravens get worse. And part of me as a fan wants that to happen. I, like I'm, I'm a Ravens fan. If you're a new listener, 
The AFC is such a gauntlet right now that it's like if I could get first round draft picks, you know, I'll, I'll take them um, in a way. So the Browns to me are similar to the Dolphins in the, like I can make very similar cases. Right. And then you have the upside of a quarterback with potential. And the thing you get with the Browns is that you've seen it with Watson before, right? We we've seen him play at an elite level. And I think one of the most interesting parts about the Browns is that one of their biggest problems last year was on the defensive side of the ball, really poor in the interior. I love the signing of Tomlinson. I think that they're really trying to aggressively attack that part of their defense, but it was mainly just communication coverage busts and bringing in a new defensive coordinator, like the improvement just on you know low hanging fruit from that defense because there's talent in the, in the defensive backfield. And if Watson can hit, then, uh, you know, it's, uh, I hate saying this in the offseason. I always feel like a, some put, should put a clown nose on. But the Browns have upside and I think have some value to win this division and maybe some longer shot potential. Do you agree or disagree there? I totally agree. I, I have two teams circled in this division, actually. One is the Cleveland Browns, whose wing total is nine and a half, uh, juice to the over at plus 116 at FanDuel. Uh, like you said, I think Dalvin Tomlinson is big. You know, he was a top 15 interior lineman. They also got uh, Uncaronquo. Uncaronquo, I love that time. Yeah, he's, a, he's another guy that uh, is, you know, one of the better players uh, at his position uh, they're out there on the edge. They got Thornhill. Ron Thornhill at, you know, at the safety position. I think he's a top 20 safety in this league. So, they got a lot of good players on defense and it's some downfield threats on offense. Yeah, you got Elijah Moore, right? you got Marquise Goodwin. Yeah. Uh you, you know, this this team, the roster, if if Deshaun Watson and Deshaun Watson doesn't even have to be Deshaun Watson of old, you know, he just has to be like like a little better than than Baker May, like Baker Mayfield was that year when they won like 11 games, you know. Just just run around, you know, don't don't do anything ridiculous, you know, hit your weapons. You got more, you got Coop, you got Peoples Jones, you got you're going to have Chubb still. Uh the hey, old line to the last year. They Brissett was playing at yep. a decent level and they were and their offense was good. Like if you look at their how their offense was grading out, top it was a top 10 to 15 offense. Their defense was the issue, and there was a lot of blown, co- busted coverages. Their run D was bad, blah, blah, blah. I think that they have addressed the defense. So, yeah, if if, if Watson, who was just obviously so rusty, still a major question what he's going to look like. But if he just gets to that Brissett level, like what, how Brissett was playing on his good days, like then, yeah, they, they could easily win this division. If Watson then takes it to another level and we go back and we see some of the vintage Watson – then there's that. That's the Super Bowl potential. Yeah, that, this Cleveland team—they're dangerous. They're dangerous. And then another team. I think I think Pittsburgh's a little underrated as well. Their win total is eight and a half plus one hundred. How many um, po- over under? How many podcasts? How many times on podcast this offseason will be mentioned that Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season? Uh, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. Eleven and five over on the win total in his career. Let the greatest of all time look at your work. Each of the last three years, the Steelers have gone over. I think there's a few reasons here why the Steelers team, they're kind of, they look like they're in purgatory right now. But the reason why I think they have some upside, number one, Pickett, you never know if he takes a step forward in year two. You know, he's got two good weapons on the outside in Johnson and Pickens. But this team also has three picks in the top 50. So you look at the roster right now and you say, okay, you know, they got Patrick Peterson, but he's older. They probably need another cornerback or two, but like this team has been known to find quality players uh, that can play right away. And they'll probably find another receiver, not even with one of those top 50 picks. Uh, So this team, I think you could be looking, sitting here after the draft and saying, Hey, you know, Cincinnati didn't, a lot better. They probably got worse. Baltimore's in limbo. Yeah, Pittsburgh's going to be likely that fourth place team in terms of the odds. Um, so I don't even mind Pittsburgh here. And, and if you look at their schedule, I think especially we know Tomlin as an underdog and this team always shows up. Well, you're going to be an underdog more on the road. Look, their road slate is very winnable this year. Seattle, Rams, Raiders, Colts, Texans, 
all winnable road games. And then, of course, they're going to be in every game in the division, even the Cincinnati game. So I think Pittsburgh is going to be a team that that could kind of steal some games, some close games on the road. And well, they're always going to steal a couple yeah. against a, a team that's better than them, too. Exactly. And and I mean, even at home, I mean, they got San Fran and Jacksonville and, and Cincinnati, obviously, in the division. But New England, Green Bay, Tennessee, Arizona, this schedule. Uh, and I know things could change, but as I'm sitting here right now, the schedule looks very favorable for Pittsburgh. Uh, the coaches, the coaching is there. The draft capital is there. Uh, so I, I, I like Pittsburgh uh, as another kind of a poor man's version of of, of Cleveland because there's a lot more of a projection there, but um, whereas Cleveland kind of has it ready to go. But I, I wouldn't be surprised to see both of those teams overperform and, and Cincinnati and, and potentially Baltimore uh, underperform. Yeah, it's hard. It's I couldn't get behind a Steelers Super Bowl future, though. I don't think that they have that kind of upside. And the reason for that is in order, like if you put the Steelers in the NFC, yeah, you that's true. into a future – I you, the quarterbacks that you have to get through to get to the Super Bowl in the AFC is ridiculous. So, I mean, that's part of the reason why I'm like with the Ravens. Look, you bring in Beckham, Aguilar, and if you receive, look, I mean, one of the reasons, one of the reasons I wanted to buy the Ravens this year was their horrific injury luck last year. I mean, it was the last two years, right? They're due to just have some positive injury luck. Bengals, by the way, another reason they could have some injury regression. They've been, I know their offensive line started to go down last year, but they've been overall, especially like in most important players, been pretty fortunate the past couple of years. But I'm I'm really concerned about the Ravens secondary. Um, I like I mean they're I like their safeties, obviously, but their corners, it's like I trust Humphrey and then who else right now? Um, their edge rush right now. It's a lot of questions. And what's gonna happen with Lamar Jackson? Um, I really don't know. Uh, but there's yeah. there's definitely still some holes. On this roster, I think that they, you know, you could like re-sign a couple veterans to help with your edge rush and corner. You can, you know, maybe I think they're probably going to go corner in first round of the draft. But just with all the Lamar Jackson uncertainty, like last year when I we did this podcast, one of the futures I bought with the Ravens, I think they were thirty or forty to one. Like they're like twenty-one to one. Uh, like, yeah. so no, no, thank you. Um, and yeah, as a fan, I, I don't. I kind of hope, you know, that the that something ends up going down and we just get a bunch of first round draft picks and like when the Bengals have to pay Burrow and then you know a couple more years where um, the AFC might not be as tough, you might I, I wouldn't mind this as a fan of sacrificing a couple years of mediocrity, but uh, just like the AFC East, I think the AFC North, the team to attack from a futures perspective right now, whether you want to go division or higher upside, is the Browns. Yeah, I and to be clear, yeah, I wouldn't bet a Super Bowl future on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I, I'm talking about win total, but I'm talking yep. about division. If you look at the division odds right now at FanDuel, the Bengals and Ravens are number one and two at plus one fifteen and plus two sixty. The Browns are plus three fifty. The Steelers yep. are plus six fifty. So you could throw like a whatever a quarter of a unit you could kind of hedge it out whatever way you want to split split your unit on the browns and the steelers but i, I think both of those like this is going to be closer than people think uh in my opinion so yeah i think as of right now when you throw in the lamar uncertainty with which could what something that could happen the browns should be the second they should be have the second highest yeah. odds i think that would be i think that's a a good bet right now that could move on draft night. And um, I think this is a good time to bet that. I, I might, bet, I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to bet that. I'm going to bet Brown's division today. Um, Yeah. I like, I think, I think Brown's dolphins, both of them make sense. I'll probably jump on those. Um, All right. Yeah. And the Ravens win total, by the way, is eight and a half uh, juiced to the over. Um, so it's 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 weird because like the Browns are nine and a half juiced to w- way to the under. So it's, they kind of got them equal almost but they got the the ravens with better odds to win the division so yeah i think that's that's how you want to attack it at least right now uh all right let's go to the afc south and this division it could get ugly uh unlike prior years i mean it's the jaguars are kind of sitting here all alone uh, at the top the win total is nine and a half minus 154 juice to the over so they're almost they're basically saying 
uh, it's, it, you know, over under 10 wins uh, at FanDuel. Um, you know, this team, they didn't do a ton uh, in the offseason after the big offseason the year before. They'll get Calvin Ridley back. Uh, they lose Marvin Jones, but that's fine because they get Calvin Ridley back. But uh, you lose a tackle you, and then that's it. They're yeah. pretty much... Yeah, you, know, you still there's still a lot of I mean there's still a lot of questions. So I was curious to really get your thoughts on this because last year I had the Jags seven to one to win the division. And just think about this time last year when we were talking about the Jags, right? They were seven to one mm-hmm. to win the division. And obviously things worked out, right? And Trevor Lawrence took a the next step forward. But if you really look at like their division, everyone fell apart. They didn't beat too many great teams. They had a miraculous comeback in the playoffs. There's still holes on this defense. Um, and they have a first-place schedule now. So the schedule is not easy. So I'm saying, all right, the Jags went from 7-1 to one to now minus 150. Like, who? how can I attack this if I think the Jags are at the peak of their value and probably a little overrated coming into this season? And... <laughs> then I try to make a case somewhere and it becomes very difficult. You have two new head coaches with the Colts and the Texans bringing new head coaches. The Titans elevated their uh, passing game coordinator to offensive coordinator, but there's major questions across the board at quarterback. It looks like the Texans aren't going to draft a quarterback based on everything that I know as of right now, it looks like they're going to go ed- edge rusher, but we'll see. Maybe they, or targeting a quarterback next year. It seems crazy to me to not for the Texans not to yeah, go. Yeah, I don't I'm not buying all that yet. I mean, they're it's they they're sitting there, they're sitting there in like pole position. I, I think they're just having fun and kind of seeing what kind of you know what they can kind of stir up here. Like I, I'm not buying that they're just already out on, on a quarterback. Like I that that to me just seems crazy given yeah. given the state. Well, of regardless, the you're gonna have a rookie quarterback right. with not a great roster. Same thing with the Colts, right? The Colts, as of right now, their quarterback is Minshew, but presumably they're going to draft a quarterback. Some of the quarterbacks that they're targeting, I'm not a believer in, especially year one. And they still have questions on that offensive line. The roster is just really poorly constructed because all that money they threw at the offensive line, which didn't pan out. So there's only one down, answer. There's only one answer. Yeah, it's so the then it's down to the Titans. <laughs> the only answer here, bro. It's and the only answer. Like, you – so basically, like, look, you, you – what they're they're young on the offensive line now. They brought in some some guys on the on the left side that I think will help. It's a very underwhelming wide receiver room. You would think that they'll probably bring in somebody else on draft day or maybe bring in a veteran there. There are still questions. Now, the one thing that gives me a little pause is like you still hear things about like Henry and Tannehill. And Tannehill's a top five cap hit again this year. So like, do the Titans say like Boom, blow it up, right? And then just we we're gonna blow it up for good. And then we're gonna, you know, rebuild here a little bit and trade Henry. You know, Henry's getting older too, get some money there. And so there's there's always that risk, right? That and then like who's the quarterback? But it sounds like they're gonna roll with Tannell and Henry one last year. And the defense was had so many injuries last year. There's still some good pieces there with Autry and Simmons and company. They had some young corners with potential. They got a lot of depth there that would just have to get thrown into the fire. And then it's Vrabel. Like, Vrabel's yeah. going to overperform and win games, win close games, win games that they shouldn't. And now you're getting them plus 340. That How's that not the move? Oh, it's absolutely the move. Like, the Titans, uh, you know, they're going to sneak up on people. Because everyone no expectations just, now too. That's yeah. like I feel like that's when a variable team thrives. We we all just have that Josh Dobbs, you know, the the Josh Dobbs era seared in our heads, and you know, you had the what the firing of the GM, and there's just a lot going on there. But at the end of the day, Mike Vrabel wants to win. He's gone four and one over the win total in his career. The the schedule is not prohibitive at all especially when you consider you're playing the Texans twice and the Colts twice and it, you know a Jaguars team a beatable Jaguars team at least you know in the division yep. um and like you said this team the defense is always going to have guys like it, it's uh, they got Murphy Bunting now at corner they Fulton's yep. not bad I mean like they, their defense is always going to have guys they still got Tannehill and Henry Burks could take a step forward year two for wide receivers I mean yep. he was he was he came he on strong. enough where that's very right. believable 
Right. And they could still add another, you know, guy in the draft, which they probably have to. Uh, so I think this Titan team, you could be sitting here in a few months and it just be the same Titans as it every year. You know, it's like, oh, they might win eight games. They might win nine games. They might win 10 games, but they're definitely going to be competing for this division title. Uh, I think they're, it's them and the Jaguars. And then there's a pretty big, uh, bigger gap than I think the win total suggests between the Colts uh, and then the Texans. The Titans win total right now is seven and a half. Uh, the Colts is six and a half. And I don't I mean, the Colts, eesh, I, they lost a Karake. They, they lose Stephon Gilmore, who had a really good season for them. Yeah, and their secondary is a mess. Their offensive line is still a mess. The wide receiver is like not great. Yeah, There's they're no spinning their wheels. Yeah. It just like it's like it's like every time you think this team is about to take a step forward, they they just lose just enough guys to kind of bring them back to that. You know, even if they make some some good moves on draft day, I mean, is this team going to be like it, the Colts? If the Colts have a good draft, and they do have a lot of uh, they do have a lot of picks, at, especially on day three, so maybe they'll get some depth, but. Like, I feel like the Colts upside is to be the Titans at this point. You know, like it's you're not like the Colts aren't really going to be a factor, in my opinion. Um, you know, even if they have a rookie quarterback, I think it's going to there's going to be some growing pains. Obviously, you got the uh, the new head coach and, and Steichen. So I and I, I still don't trust the, you know, the ownership. Who knows? what's You know, that that's kind of a, a negative for me uh, with this team. So I. Yeah, I'm not not a big believer in the Colts. Um, I, I think it's Titans or, or, or nothing here in this in the AFC South. Yeah, and I, I would they go over seven and a half, betting that now, like there is still some risk that they just blow it up. But I so I think the move right now, if you're gonna bet the Titans, is the division. Yeah, three, four, higher upside. And if they're going over seven and a half wins, they're gonna be in in the mix, at least with the Jags team announced to play a much more difficult schedule after winning that division. So yeah, I think it's uh, the Titans and the Texans. I mean, they're, they're the Texans. They brought in some veterans. They're going to suck again. We'll see what they do with the future of their quarterback situation, but yeah, it's back to a variable year. I, I completely agree. All right. Let's close it out with the AFC West. The Denver Broncos win total at FanDuel is eight and a half. Plus 100 to the over, minus 122 to the under. The Las Vegas Raiders win total seven and a half, plus 126 to the over, minus 160 juice to the under. So that win total is more like seven flat. And the Chargers win total a nine and a half, slightly juiced to the under at minus 115. And we'll start with the Super Bowl champion. Kansas City Chiefs, the win total is 11 and a half. Andy Reid, you might have heard of him, nine and one over the win total with the Kansas City Chiefs. Wasn't too bad in Philly either. Um, the schedules is third hardest according to opposing win totals. They do lose Brown and bring in Taylor, and I, I still think that's a downgrade. I know you're not super high on Brown. Uh, they lose Hardman, they lose Smith Schuster, they lose Thornhill. I don't think the team got better, but it's still Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and you got Andy Reid with that nine and one mark. So, do you go back to the well with Casey? Yeah, the, another interesting thing to watch is like, look, I mean, because of the the money that you gave Mahomes, I look they they hit some in the draft. Um, but they're, so they're they're going with a pure youth movement on defense. Their oldest player on their defensive roster is Chris Jones, who's 28. But he might get – there's, like, rumors that he might get traded. We'll see. He wants to be paid, and he can't pay everyone on that team with Mahomes. Um, I don't know if something's going to happen there. I think that they'll probably come to something, but we'll see. Because if you don't – so if you take Chris Jones out of that defense, we know the defense is not going to be great, but they, they, probably, they were, like, finished just slightly below average last year. Um, I think I had them rated. That's all they need, right? You just but could could they be like a if they're even worse than that, then you know, obviously they're probably still gonna make the playoffs, then you have Mahomes and you're in the mix. But then you have a bottom six, seven, eight defense, then uh, this team's attackable in the betting market as far as maybe um their win total's a bit high, and then at minus one fifty to win the division, you say, Okay, how do I want to attack this? And my 
you know, the Raiders are a mess right now and they have holes all, all over the roster. I mean, I, all over the Broncos are interesting because they bring in Peyton, but that's, do you believe in Russell Wilson? I, I don't. So some people might make the case that Russ could still find it. I'm not in that camp. So that leaves me with the chargers who obviously have a ton of talent. I think there's upside with the offensive coordinator change, which I think will only help from a play calling perspective. What worries me is their depth. Like the chargers depth is horrendous across the board all over, like especially defensive end where they're old, linebacker, safety. Like there's just a lot of depth questions. This team's really thin, top heavy. So if there's injuries anywhere, like all of a sudden things get dire quick. You know, they bring in Kendricks at linebacker after losing Tranquil, went to the Chiefs. Other than that, it's pretty much the same team. Herbert might take a step forward, but I think the offensive coordinator change is a good thing. Uh, So uh, I would maybe look at the Chargers there. I'm a little worried about the depth, but that's about it. Curious to get your thoughts here. Yeah, I mean, the Chargers, to me, would be the only choice, and they are plus 340, which, you know, we've kind of been choosing a team that's around those odds in each division and saying, you know, if we're going to attack something this early, you know, pre-draft, uh, it's going to be that. So that's the way I would lean, but I don't have as much conviction with the Chargers as with the other three that, you know, the others that we mentioned, just because I think the Chiefs, I actually like what they're doing on defense. I thought that helped them last year too, because they, they've been trying this forever. It's like, okay, we got, we got Mahomes. Our defense sucks every year. We try to bring in, we, we, you know, we, we plug a hole here and we open up another one in there. And, you know, they just started saying, Hey, let's get young. Let's get fast. And our guys are going to make mistakes, but we'll play them a lot, you know, and they're going to get a lot of work because Mahomes always puts up the 30 plus points. So they, the defense gets a lot of seasoning throughout the year and we're just going to roll with them and, and hope they do enough for us, you know, come playoff time. I think that's probably like every team is trying to figure out that formula to win while paying their quarterback. And I think the chiefs are, are, are actually kind of making a sharp play here and just saying, Hey, let's go young on defense and, and uh, let's not spend a ton of money on it, but let's just, you know, spend draft capital and, and, and have some speed and, be able to run with these guys who are going to have to put up 30 on us. So I I still, I still think the chiefs, like if I was, if I was between saying like, what's the better value, the chargers plus three forty or the chiefs minus minus one sixty, it actually would be pretty close. Like I'd probably still go with the chargers for the plus money odds, but I don't think the chiefs are necessarily that overvalued here. I not a believer in the Broncos. I agree. I think Sean Payton, First of all, we don't even know what Sean Payton's going to look like. And it's going to be year one. You know, we all, we just, he's not necessarily just going to come. And I know he, he's talking that kind of game and saying, yeah, we're going to change this. Or we're going to change that. But realistically, we see this all the time. It takes time. You know, it takes, we even saw this, we see this in, in other sports. Like we've seen this in the NBA with Luca and Kyrie and, and, and KD in the playoffs with the Suns. Like these things take time. So to ask Russ to, ter- to do a complete, 180 and Sean Payton to come in and just right off the bat, have this team rolling and competing with the champs and a chargers team that I still think, uh, you know, is, is just as good or better than them on paper. I think that's a lot to ask for. So for me, yeah, it's, it's the chargers if you want a long shot, but I, I actually think the chiefs chiefs got this once again, barring an injury to, to Mahomes. Yeah, I, I would like to see the Chiefs. I mean, like there are some questions of the roster, as you would expect, at, at tackle. You got new tackles, right? And then, especially if you lose Chris Jones on defense, he's just such a, uh impactful player in many different ways. And, you know, and you lose Thornhill. But Receiver, hit, too. Receiver, yeah, too. that's what I was just about to say. Like, they, and they've hit on enough young players in the draft on defense where Spagnola can make it work. Um, they, they could use some, like, another reliable edge rusher, um, but the receiver, like you're, are you really going to count on like Tony? Like how many, how many games could you expect him nah. to actually play? They, right? so, they got to take some receivers with those. Yeah, so they need things. to get another weapon on the outside, which I think that they'll probably, I mean, look, Mahomes, their quarterback. Um, I, I think that they'll probably address between now and uh, the beginning of the season. And yeah, I just like, if you look at the Broncos, um, 
you know, I like some of the moves that they they did, um, you know, on, along the offensive line. And I will see if Williams can come back healthy. That's another thing to keep, uh, keep around when he's going to be ready. But you have to just – and they had bad injury luck in the last year. But Russ now – like what made Russ great is no longer like a viable, sustainable attack at his age, right? Like he was never the – I'm going to sit in the pocket. He made things happen with his legs and then just would make incredible, the most incredible deep ball throws you ever see. But it's not look at the last three years, right? He's basically run off three offensive coordinators who could three different ones who couldn't make it work. And we saw the offensive coordinator in Seattle make it work with Geno Smith the very next year. So um, I think it's a major leap of faith to just say, oh, Sean Payton. It's a great play car, amazing coach. He's just going to – Russ is just going to be back to the Russ that we saw, um, you know, 10 years ago. So, yeah, I can't get behind the Broncos. Um, so, I think it's charged to nothing. And, yeah, it might not be enough. Like, the Chiefs have such a low floor, barring, you know, obviously if Mahomes gets hurt, then, yeah, this is probably the Chargers division. But, I mean, if Herbert gets hurt, the same thing. You'd say that about any team. Um, maybe if I were to attack the Chargers, it's like I really think they need to stay healthy. Like, their depth's a major question. But their defense is always going to be well scouted. And the offensive coordinator change, I think that really held Herbert back. So, and if Herbert takes another step forward and they stay healthy, then you can put, you could argue that the Chargers could maybe hop into that upper echelon. So maybe I would look at like an AFC or Super Bowl future. I was looking at the Chargers um, as a way to, if you wanted to get exposure there, because it's just so hard to go against the Chiefs in that division because they have such a low floor with Mahomes. Yeah, I, I don't mind a high, a high floor. I don't mind a, a Super Bowl future with the Chargers because they're one of the few teams that has that quarterback that I say, okay, yeah. if they get in a, a a match, if they get into the playoffs, can they beat you know an Allen and a Mahomes? You know, who's their quarterback? It's it's Herbert. Okay, yeah, you could. You, you know, it's gonna it would take a lot. Yeah, the ball like a Flacco, but he was he'll he'd be a more realistic Flacco. Like when Flacco beat Luck, yep. Brady, and Manning, like that's basically the AFC now. Like you, you got to go beat Allen, Mahomes, Burrow. Who's a quarterback in the AFC that you could see doing that? The answer is, you know, you could you could maybe throw Trevor Lawrence up up there, but I think the Chargers have a better roster, and Herbert's definitely in that conversation. And the Raiders are—I don't know what the Raiders are doing. Um, so yeah, they're I, I can't get behind the Raiders as much as I would love to. The Raiders, I mean, I, I did not like what the Raiders did on defense. We know their defense year in year out is just awful. And once again, last year, it was a bottom three defense and they add all these guys that were Duke Shelley par. Yeah. Like uh, Duke Shelley, Robert Spillane, Brandon Faison, Marcus Epps. All of these guys are uh, at least last year, they, we're below average players, you know, and they lose Andrew Billings, who's like one of their better defenders. I mean, I, this defense could be worse. And you have Josh McDaniels there, and he's an offensive guy, so he's thinking about the offense. Well, you go and get Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's been great, you know, in the in the in the Shanahan scheme and and whatnot, but this guy can't stay healthy. You bring in Jacoby Myers. We saw how Carr struggled, you know, kind of learning that system. Garoppolo knows the system, but a lot of the the, the pieces are new. I, 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 still I think this could expose something. And yeah, yeah, the I, defense is so – the defense is so bad, and playing in the AFC, that's just a recipe for disaster. Like, I, I think Duke Shelley right now projects that they're starting outside cornerback. Like, that's your – like, like they're, there's nothing that really inspires – confidence on this defense outside of max crosby um and then you know maybe you get a, a jones bounce back but yeah, defense is horrific and you know jimmy g how many games is he gonna play i yeah it's rough uh, i mean AFC. and also you know jimmy garoppolo i i've always loved jimmy g i, I think he's great but you got to put him in position to succeed and we know the flaws with jimmy g you know, throwing outside the numbers. You can't put him in these shootout type of situations. Yep. 
Like, he's not going to win you. Get, he can. Right. Not, yeah, he's a perfect game manager. Will you know in a, with on a winning team, he'd be a great veteran quarterback to have. But this isn't a winning roster or team right now. And then throwing the injury concerns and yeah, I don't know what the Raiders are doing. So no, thank you. All right, that is going to wrap it up for our AFC win totals pod. Uh, Titans, you- I think you- just to sum it up, we were, we're kind of on yeah. the same page. Titans, yep. Browns, and Dolphins. Division yep. futures, if you want to take longer shots, maybe a, a Charger Super Bowl future. But, um, yeah, I think that there are opportunities to attack the top heaviness of the AFC with some of these teams that are in the second tier that have some upside. Um, and uh, I think that the teams that fit the bill the most are the Dolphins and the Browns. And then yep. just the fact that you're the in the AFC South, the Jaguars, this is the peak of their value. Went from 7-1 to one last year to minus 150. Trust in Vrabel to overperform. I think that there's some value in the Titans – I don't think they have a Super Bowl team, but to win that division at the current price, especially given the other two teams' situations in the Colts and Texans, I think that's the way to go there. So I think we're pretty much on the same page here to start. Yep. The only thing, I think I like the Steelers more than you. So like the Steelers are kind of in that mix for me. But um, yeah, and then kind of we're off the Jets, we're off the Broncos, we're off the Raiders. Uh, So yeah, pretty much on the same page. That is going to wrap it for our AFC win totals pod on the Action Network podcast. Presented by FanDuel. Be sure to check for our NFC win totals pod, which will be up in a couple of days. You can find Stucky on Twitter at Stucky2. You can find me at Chris Raybon. You can find us at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app where you can follow our bets and track yours. Until next time, let's get this money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.